Welcome back to Two Broads Now Boarding. My name is Megan and I'm here joined again with my best friend and co-host of Two Broads Now Boarding, Amy. How's it going? It's going well. I'm so excited. We're really patting our um, resume lately. We have like girl boss, podcast <laughs> hosts, other various enterprises. We're pretty much running an empire. So, you know, Trying. it's good to be here. How's your week been? Anything going crazy on up in Tallahassee? No, <laughs> I almost wish it was because that'd be more exciting to report, but nothing exciting to report. Just, you know, sometimes no news is good news. Yeah. So we kind of swerved that last tropical storm. So that was nice. That's good. We have that whole Gabby Petito story going on down in my neck of the woods. I know you've got following. a true crime boner. I for know. Sure. For, oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure I do. I've been following intently with it, and all the the FBI is here, and it's crazy. But are you stalking them at all? Like going down to no, because I don't want to be a burden. I don't. It's like I don't want to hassle anything. Like really, because I mean, if I just get in the way of something like that, would be heartbreaking. Really, so I'm staying away and just following on social media and whatnot, but it is freaking crazy. I'm sure people, other people who listen are following along too. Right now, Brian is at large, hopefully by the time this What's drops. your prediction? Where's Brian? Is Brian dead? Did he kill himself? No, Brian, Brian didn't kill himself. fled the, the, the country? Yes. Is he hiding out in the swamps? He is not hiding out in the swamps. His parents literally gave him four days to basically run. They said they hadn't seen him since Tuesday. And they went and collected his car at the reserve where he said he was going to quote unquote meditate and hike. And they went and found his car. Well, how did you know where that car was in 50,000 acre, like, you know, reserve? They went and got his car, brought it back, and didn't report him missing until Friday afternoon. So from Tuesday to Friday, they just let him basically escape and be on the run. Apparently, he was spotted in Alabama. Um, apparently, he went live on Instagram on accident for like two seconds. People are saying they've seen him. I think he's literally trying to flee the country. I think his parents gave him like a large sum of cash to escape to like Mexico or Central America or even like an island down in the Caribbean because they also said that when he went on Instagram live on accident, he was on a boat. So... That's my theory. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is all allegedly as well. Don't want to get sued. <laughs> so, anyways, right. enough true crime. Well, I love that you brought up island getaways. I mean, yes. it's kind of, I hate, on the back of a tragedy. But an island getaway, we're kind of switching gears this week because right. we, we've focused a lot on... Um, our one island in Australia, but Australia. yes, one island, but we kind of want to make, you know, take you guys back to a simpler time in our lives. Take it back pre-COVID. What pre -COVID. is COVID? So, you know, what is COVID? the world was our oyster. And, um, I remember we were working in China and mm -hmm. really, to be honest, working very hard. Um, it was a great schedule, but you really had lots of days at one time and, you know, they were long and, um, we really enjoyed focusing on work because then we can focus on traveling. And I told you, I think one day, and I was like, I need a beach vacation. Yes. I need it. I've got to have it. I'm constantly bitching. Like I need a beach vacation. My tan is worn off. I mean, that's a good thing while living in China. They enjoy <laughs> that. But 
I didn't. I looked like a pale ghost. I didn't get enough beach time in the summer. It was getting cold. You know, I'm not used to all these seasons they had where we lived. So I was like, Megan, please. To the point of it, you were just care. bitching and needed a beach. Bitching for yeah, a beach. That's, really, that's what happened. And you delivered. Well, my, and where yes, did we end up going? We Well, my job allowed me to, you were a full-time teacher and dealing with kids every day, day in and day out. Whereas I had more like downtime and I was able to like more admin. So I was able to sit on my computer and search and search and search. We'd already been to Thailand. So I was like. Old news. That's old news. And we had already planned a trip to Thailand for Thanksgiving. And remind you, this is October. So I was like, well, we're not going to go to Thailand twice in like a 30 day period. So I suggested, I found really really inexpensive tickets to the philippines boracay island of the philippines and they were inexpensive because of an actual this an actual arduous journey to get to boracay it we took multiple modes of transportation we left at obscene hours of the evening or morning depending on what day you look at it as but yeah, we went to Boracay, and man, it was it was awesome. Do you want to like? It, it felt like a hero's journey, so like an epic movie to where all these challenges faces, you know, the heroines and they're trying to reach a certain place. That's really what it felt like, and so you kind of were riding a high of like, we did it, we did it. We can check and then this portion back off when you realize. Yes, when um, we had to go back because, yeah, it's fun going there. But then on the way back when you're tired from the vacation and you're just going back to your normal humdrum life, mm. it's not as exciting. No. But it was amazing because Borake actually was just opened up back to you know, be able reopened. to support tourism. Mm -hmm. Because um, it was a widely known beach, like one of the most beautiful beaches in the world and one of these various top ten lists. And unfortunately, due to the tourism and mismanagement of flora and fauna and lots of, you know, environmental abuse, they had to close it and really clean it up. So we were very fortunate that we went in a time in which yeah, they, they closed, opened back up. and They closed the island for six months. Six months, no tourists were allowed on the island, which is a long time to get there. Yes, it Shit is. Together. When your whole, your whole, um, you know, infrastructure and, you know, you make all your money, your economy is off tourism. And but what was awesome when we came back, they definitely had made strides in creating a more environmentally friendly mm -hmm. um, approach to tourism. So there was lots of new regulations and things like that that, um, you know, required us to, um, you know, not wash our towels every day or they didn't provide toiletries which is totally fine because that's stuff we bring anyway so it was nice exactly. to see the changes that they were making for their environment well the beginning of said arduous journey is we had to leave our apartment at 8 p.m and we left that sounds late but that was actually early we put, like planned enough time to even stop at our favorite restaurant in Juji is where we lived at this Urdu restaurant and we had our dinner we're on our scooters our luggage is with us on our scooters and sitting out on the sidewalk with our dinner 
And after that, we just scooted to the train station and went. But in that, that itself was a, a trip because I, you know, we both had these secondhand scooters, which were awesome. I love mine and miss mine dearly. <laughs> but on the way, we, you know, lots of, we took like a back way to the train station and through like, gar- you know, near garbage dumps and under bridges and, you know, it didn't have paved roads. It was mostly like stonework. And I hit like a pothole and something happened and my light went out and it is dark. I mean, it's October. Um, it's definitely it's dark. It's now closer to 9 p.m. Yes. I, I, and I can't, you know, it's hard for me to handle, um, things like that. Anyways, I have like many, you know, stress strokes and panic attacks. And I was like, Oh my God, what do I do? And I just kept close and kept driving after you. And then, you know, so that was, it. we started You freaked on out a, like you usually do when something like that happens. Your light didn't go out. I know, but Amy, we both You're pulled, fine. We pulled over together to futz with it under the bridge. And then I said, since yeah. it wasn't working, I was like, just ride close to me and behind me. It's not like there's heaps of traffic on these like back roads where this woman is hacking a chicken's head off. Like... I know, but it's also, you know, dark at night. These are not reliable drivers or roads. It's, you know, it's just an added, before we even get there, I was like, oh gosh, this is going to set the tone for the rest (laughs) of the trip. And boy, did it. It sure did. So we hopped on our train at 10 p.m. and we headed to the Shanghai airport. Well, the, we had to take a DD, which to those who don't know, a DD is China's version of Uber or Lyft. Um, we took an hour DD ride to the airport. There's Shanghai has two airports and the one airport that we were flying out of was an hour ride. It's not many miles away, but because China has so many people living in it and the traffic is just so congested that, and they just drive particularly slow. We had an hour ride (laughs) to the PBG airport in Shanghai And we were thinking that we could go to a lounge and like really relax because when we do travel, you you can spend like, like here's a pro tip, go to a lounge and they usually do day passes and anything ranging from like $30 to like $80, depending on roughly it's about 50 bucks USD and you get to have food, you get to have booze, you get to have like comfortable seating, the safety of like being able to leave your bags in the seat where you wanted to to go up and you know get food or drinks or go to the toilets or anything no they sometimes they have showers you know Mm -hmm. so like i haven't had occasion to use one but i'm sure there are times when i would have wanted to use oh i thought you used one before no i just changed oh okay that was after love's wedding oh god (laughs) yeah on our way to Iceland that time. We'll get there. But all the lounges were closed. And I had never felt so crestfallen before because I was expecting to be in more of like a comfortable setting. Somehow I don't believe that was when you were the most crestfallen in your whole life that we didn't have a lounge. I think that is hyperbolic in that statement. Please. Oh my God. People have heard you talk now for a couple episodes. I was so crestfallen. I was devastated beyond measure. Well, we get to the Because there was no seats anywhere. No, we had to sit on the floor at first. We had to sit on the floor. In China. In China. <laughs> in China. There was literally nothing open. So we were there for, at 10 p.m. We weren't able to check into our flight until 4 a.m. 
that's a long time to just sit there basically awake. Well, Amy would be like, I'm going to like try to lay down for a bit. And she would rest her eyes and tr- catch a catch some Z's. And then she'd wake up and I would try to do the same. But I have trouble sleeping, as everyone is aware of. So we were basically awake the whole time in this airport. And so we were able to check in at 4 a.m. We <laughs> went through the security. Amy, do you remember that Russian man? So we were, of course, you know, not in our most pleasant or best selves because, you know, we've been up now for probably near 24 hours, you know, or getting close to it. Yeah. And we wanted just to get somewhere and get settled and like get checked into our flight, go to our gate. So, you know, we can just be there and just kind of bring the energy level down a little bit because, you know, instead of waiting with all the unwashed masses, you get through security. That's the most stressful part. We want to just kind of bring it down. And I guess I don't no, he did not appreciate our attitude or, no, you know, he didn't. or anything we like were talking. That. And he basically was some... Amy, he was in front of us in the security line, and you and I were just talking as we usually do, just, like, bantering back and forth. And we were speaking English, obviously. We have American accents, obviously. So we're just talking about, like, just anything, really, whatever was on our minds. And... Whilst we were in the security line, I had already passed, then I already went through security, but I think you got stopped again for something and had to go through security or you were flagged for something. And he passed me and he muttered un, like under his breath, but made sure he like, I heard it. And he was just like, ugly Americans. And I was like, thinking in my head, I was like, I can't believe he took the time to translate it to English so I could understand his insult. He could have said it in his... his. He went out of style. his way to be rude. Yeah, like he went his out native of his way tongue. To be rude. We would have to go to like Google Translate to put it in his native yeah. tongue. Yeah, and that would have been fine. He went out of his way to be rude. But yeah, he went out of his way to be rude. So then we're also walking like to our gate and we had to wait another hour and a half to board our AirAsia flight. Ugh. And we had so I mean, and that was okay because we were at least at our gate. We were ready to be just mm-hmm. rested, you know. Thankfully, we had our own rows, so we were able to do a little like micro naps or just quick cat naps. So that was probably very beneficial for the next journey and leg of our trip. Um, yes, because when we when we booked this, you know it. There was no, I don't think there was a direct. No, there um, is no direct to Boracay. So we had to go to Kalibo, which is like a port city. It's the closest um, airport to Boracay. This is how you get there. Per yes. Um, so the that's where we ended up flowing, flying in. Excuse me, and um, it was probably the easiest. Can you, you hear know, that it's pouring here? Entrance. I can hear like the rain. It's pouring. So sorry to our yeah, kind of do. Yeah. Um, Soothing tones while we screech over it. <laughs> the workers, you know. The workers definitely were harder to deal with, not in a bad way. They were very helpful, but this is a very isolated part of the Philippines and. They didn't speak English, not that they are ha- like have to, but we didn't. It was very hard to get in, or to converse with them. 
but it was not easy. It was not easy. So, and security was a joke. So, I mean, I, I wonder nowadays if it would still be like that with, you know, the, the COVID concerns, mm-hmm. but, um, it was, I think we ended up walking the wrong way through it and we're like, oh my God, this is the exit. We, we have to like get we stamped walked, in first. Yeah. We, well, we walked, they, they directed us to these, the, the like airport workers directed us to first, it was to domestic travel, like the domestic area. And I was like, we could easily walk out and not get our passport stamped and like basically evade the law should we be in trouble for anything we um, could disappear forever yeah it was so like we could have easily just walked into the philippines and had no repercussions or anything like any paper trail i was like i turned around i was like amy this is the domestic we need to go back to international we need this passport stamp mostly because i just wanted the legally stamp. yeah yeah i was like more concerned about legally. the stamp than the legalities of it but, um, but one of the things that we we did that I really liked that we did was we reserved a van because um, one of the ways to get to like the port was um, either a large bus, a communal bus or a, you know, private van. So I know, you know, Megan, you get motion sickness. So that's always kind of a concern when we're traveling of like mm-hmm. keeping that in mind when choosing, you know, conveyances and we got this private van and he was like the nicest guy. And it was really fun to have like this huge, you know, 15 passenger van. And, you know, we got the aux cord. Yeah, we got the aux cord, which was so exciting because whenever we do get the aux, this isn't our first time getting the aux cord in places either. When we were in Chile, we were given aux cord (laughs) um, capabilities and we were allowed to play whatever we wanted to play, which was, really fun and really nice and the guy actually knew some of the songs that we wanted to play like we asked him any specifics that he liked to play and he even suggested one of our favorite artists taylor swift and he who yeah we love so that put us on a cloud nine right um but he had to like he did like an errand first remember amy he had to like stop and stopped i think he like stopped at his father's house to pick up something on the way. He like mentioned, he's like, do you mind if we stop at my father's house? I'm like, I, we have no say in this. What if we said no? <laughs> like, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't really a question. It was more just like a statement of like, I have to stop here along the oh, way. Oh yeah, we didn't get a, we didn't get a choice in the matter. So, so yeah, it was awesome. We finally get to um, our port and that was strange. I had never, you know, it was like an official thing. We had tickets. Um, they were making us um, wait in line. There wasn't a lot of organization. I would say that. No, their I mean, organization was lacking for sure. Very, it, but it was a 10 minute ferry ride to there. So we finally, you know, I think we ended up cutting some people. On accident though, that ignorance. was completely on accident because it looked like they were telling us to usher this way and we did. We thought the other, the line was for another ferry, but it turned out to be our ferry. But it was, yes, yeah. through ignorance. We would never cut the line unless we were in China because that is societal norms. Yes. Yeah. That, that, there, there's no waiting in line. It's like muscling your way up to the front. Basically. Um, we get to the island and we we have like a shuttle, don't we, to drop us off at our Nirvana Beach Resort. It was like resort. basically a truck with like a bed in it, like a the truck bed with seats and... Or was, am I thinking of another country? We were in a truck. No, I remember that. Yeah, it was. It was definitely those. 
Um, so it was it was nice. Um, they I want to say they arranged us in order of like when we're going to be dropped off. So that was kind of nice because mm-hmm. sometimes they don't, and then you have to like push past people and you're already hot and sweaty and you know shoved in like Vienna sausages. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a little organization to that. Um, so that was nice and. We get to our hotel. And Nirvana this, Beach Resort. Nirvana. It was honestly, you know, we, we said it was like an oasis after, you know, this tumultuous and arduous <laughs> journey of getting there. We're like, we've made it. We did it. You like, when you finally get there, like to the, to your destination, you are on a high. Yeah. Like, yeah, when we got to Borke and landed, but that's still all. But when you get to your hotel where you're about to be able to relax and shower or make plans for the day, you get a third or fourth wind at this point. Cause we had already used up <laughs> our second wind. Yeah. So we're on our like fourth wind at this point. Right. Um, so we get dropped off, we get, um, checked in. And one thing, booking.com, I've kind of been burned out by them a couple times. It was under construction. So the hotel you know, was that wasn't terrible. It the didn't hotel put, was under construction. It didn't ruin our holiday. It just made for more laughs. Because if it was you like, were a bougie course. traveler, it would, you know, kind of put a, a bigger dent. Yes. But we, you know, having lived in China and experienced that and gone to Southeast Asia before, this there's a lot of new. these bumps. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of these bumps. Their, you know, version of what's acceptable to, you know, hotel guests is a little bit different than what we're used to. But you roll with it and it ends up usually, usually being like a great story or things like that. Um, there was construction. They were like adding something above their pool. So the pool was technically open, but... They were working on you, like the be- the pool bar and restaurant. That's what they were working on. And why were they working on it? Because it was the off season. And why was it so cheap to get there? Because it was the off season. So those are some things you also have to keep in mind when decide. Yeah, when to decide to book these flights mm-hmm. and everything is just they're they're gonna have more inconveniences like this. The the high season is when they definitely don't want that because they can charge you know exorbitant amounts for mm-hmm. their rooms. But we're lucky we're coming in on the off season, so we know it's going to be a little bit. You know the can's going to have a couple dents in it, and that's okay. <laughs> the pool still had water in it, but again, you you heard like the sound of masonry saws going like meow next to you, and you're just like just try to ignore it. Nothing a but little Taylor real- Swift, Lady Gaga, and Miley Cyrus couldn't fix. And vodka. So <laughs> all three, all of those things combined, you barely even notice the construction. Well, we did check into our little bungalow. That was one of the coolest things, the coolest rooms I've stayed in, I would say. Yeah, it was, it was very tight, tight quarters, but it was so adorable. And our front desk assistant, Mark. It's made out of like bamboo. Yeah. It's Mark bamboo. checked us mm-hmm. in. He brought us to the room. And Mark will play a huge role in our Filipino journey and stories. So just stay tuned for all of Mark's happenings. And well, when Mark, you know, we we really caught a vibe with Mark. Like he was really cool. You know, he was easy to communicate with. And his English was really well. He spoke it really well. Yeah. And so he was like, hey, guys, are you going to be partying tonight? And we're like, hell yeah. Like, you know us. If anything, we're out there every night. We love partying. We love exploring. We can't wait to hit the ground running. We'll be here. He's like, well, meet me in the lobby at 10 and I can kind of, you know, we'll go out together. I'm like, cool. You know, this guy, locals usually know the best spots, you know, where we won't be, you know, railroaded on prices. Great. We make plans to meet at 10. 
So we finally get there. We drop our stuff. And we're like, let's hit the beach. Oh my god! It's gosh. really like a five, eight minute walk. Not even. Well, with you, she, with you, a slower walker, I would say six minutes. I For don't me, have a limp or something. I, I walk at a... <laughs> you do you do not. You walk at a very now, slow place. And I don't have to run. I don't understand that. We're supposed to be enjoying the scenery. You guys want to like run and elbow people through. I'm like, no, what's the point? Are we late? No, we're making our own plans. So no, I was walking at a normal sedate pace. Well, so it was amazing. Anyways, so we do get to the beach, five minute walk, and the water, crystal freaking clear, and the softest sand. It, for my South Florida friends, it's this like Siesta Key sand where it's like the soft white sand. It doesn't hurt your feet. Like it's just so soft. It's literally what you would see in a film. So it was, it, you can see how it won awards for being, you know, one of the most beautiful beaches. And like it was you like, really do. And it was such shallow water for like, how far out would you say the water was shallow? It was, you could, you could go out. I would say probably like honestly 30 plus yards and you'd still only be in like hip, hip de- depth mm-hmm. of water. So you really, there was lots of lounge space and you could very much enjoy, you know, the water. It was very calm. Yeah. So you could just be out there and enjoy it and not get bombarded and buffeted by all these waves. Um, What you were bombarded with was not waves, but it was the locals trying to sell you excursions. So right like clockwork, these, you know, local people who were trying to make their money, I'm sure after it being closed so long, they were on the grind. They would come by on paddleboard and be like, paddleboards, scuba. And you're like, no, thank you. No, thank you. You were bombarded with excursions, with people asking to braid your hair, with trying to purchase hats and any good that you can find. But right. we were overwhelmed and just excited that we were there. So we did make a pit stop at a beach bar and got our first pina colada of... And, a, and like a drink called a, a chichi? A chi- I forget what was in that, though. I don't remember you what know. was in it. But it was like a... Who knows? It was a Filipino like specialty cocktail for the beach. And we enjoyed that. And it was much needed at that point. We, right. I, I don't think we've had had a... You know, really uh, caught a buzz <laughs> since we got there. So that was really, really nice. Um, and then we, you know, kind of bar hopped at first because then we realized, like, we're kind of hungry. The chichi so. is something that you would drink. It's literally pineapple juice, vodka, coconut, and maraschino cherries. All of that sounds great. So it's a, basically a, a, almost like a pina colada, but with vodka as opposed to rum. So there we go. See, I knew, I was like, I knew I ordered the Chi-Chi because I like the name. So I was like, I knew that was me. But um, I couldn't quite remember the, the ingredients of that cocktail. But we stopped and got another um, b- uh, drink at a, a bar called Epic, which was pretty cool. I would say it was like a modern spot sure. for there. It was definitely catered to tourists, which for is sure. not a bad thing. That's Western tourists. Yes, yes. And sometimes, you know, that those places get a bad rap, but sometimes you do want a French fry and, you know, something easy. So whenever we lived, when we first moved to China, we did travel throughout China. We went to Southeast Asia, many Asian countries. And Amy always wanted to order French fries no matter where we went. So we started just calling it the perennial French fry order. 
no matter where we Which were. Which I think is the move. I think is the move. I stand by that. I endorse. It's, it's not a bad move, a especially things. if we're drinking. So it's starchy in your belly. So that's a good thing. And it is a taste of home. It's always delicious. Yeah, it's always delicious. Even when they're bad, they're like not bad. It's hard to mess up a French fry. You know, you know what you're going to get. It's a consistent, consistent thing. So I, I stand by it. I, French fries, liquid Advil, liquid Advil gels. Uh, Zagrid, you know, just add it to my Columbia rain jacket. All the things I endorse. Perennial fry order. No one will be upset if you do it. So we did order a few cocktails in that perennial fry order. And Amy, to be fair, you did say they were not that good. But these are probably one of our lower Like tiers. I just said, even when they're not good, they're still pretty good. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I will never complain about them. I will say they weren't great. They're not my favorite, but... It's hard to do that. It's yeah. Not my favorite fry. But we ended up kind of moseying back to the hotel. We mm-hmm. wanted to get in to the pool. Like, we needed a dip. We were. It was you know, a cute pool and it looked very clean and it had a little bridge going over it. It was. I loved that. It was I, you know, so I'm nice. a sucker for a footbridge. Right. So I get to swim under a footbridge. Wow. Watch out. You were in heaven. The only thing was, though, we now became the only source of entertainment and <laughs> simulation for a lot of these Filipino um, construction workers. You know, they're going about their day. They're not being crass or anything like that. But we are also, you know, voluptuous, sexy Western <laughs> women. <laughs> and, you know, in all of our glory. Oh, yeah. And we're swimming in the pool. And at this point, we just, whoop, you know, we're drinking. I think we stopped and got... I'm we sure went and got like a bottle of um, Stolichnia vodka. Yeah, you know, I'm sure some some juice to make it, you know, <laughs> tolerable yes. and things like that. Um, so we enjoyed that nice little dip. But near our hotel, which was awesome, we were so conveniently located. There's this place called the D Mall, which basically was, you know, avenue uh, one avenue of shops and restaurants and mm-hmm. stores to purchase things in. So we were able. We're like, let's go check it out. So we changed and we went there and we we changed money. Yeah, we finally got our money so, exchanged because the ATMs were not working. Because I always recommend pulling out money. Don't go to an exchange. Um, center or in the airport they'll rip you off always go to an ATM to pull money out because you'll end up just paying like a fee from the ATM and not the prices and percentages from an exchange rate person but unfortunately their ATMs were not working yeah a flat fee versus the percentage that they take out um well we did encounter an issue with this so I mean with that great advice be warned sometimes you'll always be able to find bank you'll always be able to find the exchange place the AT. that's the first time i had had an issue with not being able to purchase or pull out money with um a bank card and it was like one of the atms was just like out of money which is strange but anyways um we were in the d bar and or d mall excuse me and I was like, "Ooh, where's the D bar? <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm, I must have forgot that. Oh my the D mall, yeah, yeah, yeah. The D mall. And I saw this bar named Hobbit. And so back in well, Tallahassee, tell about Hobbit. If, yeah, yeah. I'm tell going about to. Hobbit. So back in Tallahassee, Amy and her family, her friends, with the exception of me, I've only been there like a few times. Really like to go to this restaurant called Small. Hobbit, and <laughs> I wear that badge with honor." Um, 
but they go to this place and they get like chicken wings and beer and it's very you know like why does it sound like you're talking about a foreign cuisine when you talk about it <laughs> that's so strange to me they get like chicken we're not talking about shawarma or kebabs <laughs> or ethiopian food we're talking about chicken it's wings very, and beer it's very an american staple it's like sports no. bar food <laughs> right like you would just say that sports bar god it's a wing it's a wing place it's chicken wings so you like and this it's place, great the hobbit or hobbit we enjoy it and it's literally named after you know the hobbit from jrr tolkien and you know so it kind of has like a nod to that and so we're walking down the street and megan's like oh let's go to this bar yeah it's the hobbit i was like okay like pushing it yeah you know i, was I, so like, I noticed the name i noticed the name but i wouldn't have been like let's go there and we sit down and, you know, we go to the bar walks up to us. We sit at the and bar. We sit at the bar and we order a drink and our waiter happens to be a little person. I'm like, okay, that's great. You know, nothing. It was Amy, it, a little person. Yes. Turns out that the entire restaurant only employed little people. And I did not realize that I had no clue I only saw Hobbit and I thought Amy would love this place because it's Hobbit like back in Tallahassee and it wasn't it was literally called Hobbit 2 kind of unknown unknowing to us you know like um you know not exploit these people because they were you know gainfully employed but to you know, really only have it. That was that was the theme of the restaurant was that they were all little people. And so I was like, Megan, this, I am so uncomfortable. It I, was I don't uncomfortable. Like this. I didn't realize though. I really had yeah, no, no idea. Yeah, no, of course you would never have done that or like try to exploit people. But she was at first just so proud. Like, don't you just love it? I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> just love it. This is exploiting people. Like why? I, well, because like, you had noticed, spectacle. you had noticed that there was a, a, a little person greeting at the door, like yes, to try to yes. like pass out. I had already Flyers. gotten the vibe. That's why I was like, why is she pushing this restaurant? I didn't I wasn't so paying attention hard. and I didn't see that. So I was like, ooh, it's like a taste of home for Amy. She can get a perennial fry here. Blah blah blah. No, it was it felt kind of like just wrong. So and plus yeah, they made like shitty drinks. Them. They had a horrible margarita. I had no idea what they put in it, but it was absolutely terrible. It's probably one of the worst margaritas I've ever had. But I, I mean, technically I was in the Philippines, so what was I supposed to expect? Right, right. But mostly we left because they're exploiting the people, and secondly, because of the poor drinks. <laughs> we want to make that clear. I know Megan yes. sounds more passionate about one than the other, <laughs> but it was because they're exploiting the little people. Well, once so I we realized, realized, we did leave. Yes, we left. And so we um, got some photos of some things, and we continued down the D Mall, and there was this amazing. Yeah, this um, we walked down the alley and got pulled into this restaurant because they had the Leishon, um that pork, that like pork skin. So it's like very, very crispy skin pork. It's usually like a smaller pig. It's done amazing. I, I don't know the preparation. I'm sure we have some of our listeners who might know. It might it might be something I need to let us know, for, but guys. It was, let us know. Yes, it was so so good. You didn't really care for the skin, which is like not that surprising because you're you're really not into those kind of textures the only skin i like is salmon skin or trout skin but um i definitely ate her portion i was like oh sure i'll have it 
And then so we continued down the D-Mall, got another bottle of Stoli and some juices and um, with the craziest amount of pulp. I am such an anti-pulp person that it's... Just like I'm Eric, sure I bitched you about and it. Eric are... You guys hate I the pulp. I can't stand... I, it's like a straw clogger. It like chokes me. I just, I cannot stand it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I often avoid, you know, drinks that have things or I ask for them. You strain. gave me a pro tip. She, yeah. You're like, please ask, just have it strained. I'm like, that's a genius idea. But not being a bartender, I would have never thought that. Does it take a little bit longer? Yeah. Sorry guys. I tip well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> make it the way I want. So, um, we took our bottle of vodka and our pulpy juice and went to the beach because it was just, it was like almost a full moon. So the moon was so bright on the water and it was just gorgeous. And we had been, again, this is only our first day in Borake. We'd been traveling for an obscene amount of hours at this point. So we just kind of wanted to like relax on the beach with a cocktail. We didn't have the energy to tear it up like we normally do. So we're like, this is a good, this is a good, you know chill we're gonna see really taking the sights and everything and it turned out to be illegal so i'm glad we weren't too crazy it is what it is you know ask for forgiveness to end up never permission i don't uh, i i don't know if i'd risk that in a a third world jail so (laughs) feel free to take that i well that's how i roll i don't got that on me yeah i know that's how you roll so I'll be the one helping facilitate getting you out, contacting our congressman. <laughs> you are usually right, riding along with me. I don't know. I was like, I, I was a little more uncomfortable. I was like, let's keep it on the low key. But um, we did meet a couple um, young Asian partiers, you know, and you were oh. awesome because you got to really flex your K-pop knowledge. <laughs> you flex. I, I was excited still, that somebody yeah. else listened to K-pop other than me. So... I did. I got to talk to There's them. billions of people in the I'm world. I'm people. sure people do. Yeah, I'm talking about people I can converse with, though. Like, you're not listening to K-pop. Our friends no. aren't listening to K-pop. It's a hard thing to be able to talk about with people of our company. But I was. I was able to talk to them about, like, Super M. Or it's like, they called it, like, Super Junior M. And other bands i mean bts i is the still major. don't know who those people are but you guys really had your own little yeah. conversation I'm it was so nice for you to be able to have that so we headed back to um, our um, bungalow for a night swim in the pool because it is still kind and of met a disgusting man oh my god he was so pervy he was so gross he had like young women in his hotel room he was there young filipino in speedo, women i in don't his mind i don't mind a speedo it's very european i appreciate it but the way he was just Ugh, he was very, very There were some nefarious things going on around him and his bungalow. We will say that. Yeah, we didn't want to get caught up. But he joined us in the pool. Not joined. (laughs) He didn't join us, but we were already in the pool, and he came for his, like, swim and then tried to start talking to us. And at first it was just like, okay, well, where are you from? Where are you from? Oh, like, what are you holidaying for? Blah, 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 blah. And then it just turned into, like, just more of, like, this creepy conversation, and we're like... Mm, let's go back to the bungalow and try to get ready to go out. But I knew in my heart I was never going out. I knew that. I knew. Yeah, you didn't. You were completely donezo. So when we got back to the bungalow, I ended up FaceTiming with my mom. Shout out to Nancy. And then I also FaceTimed because... I I just have a problem sleeping, I guess. But 
I FaceTimed my mom, and then when we were done talking to her, and I FaceTimed my friend Chrissy, all while Amy is snoring next to me, which means we meet, we miss our 10 p.m. rendezvous with Mark. Mark, who really wanted to hang out with us. Mark comes back. Mark comes back with a vengeance. Yes. We didn't lose Mark that night. But let's wrap up our first night in Borkay. And just like our long journey to Borkay, I think this was a long description of our day, but it's so many pieces fall into place once the the couple of days in Borkay are explained. So It felt long, and it was definitely long. Right. So as long as it felt, it, it was actually even longer. Right. But it was worth it. We were so happy to be there. And um, I can't wait to tell you more about what happens. I know. Next. Well, thanks again, it guys. It only gets for, better. Yes, it only gets better for sure. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Please don't forget to follow us on Two Broads Now Boarding for the Instagram account. That's with a two, the number two, Two Broads Now Boarding. And like and subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple and Spotify. So anything else you want to say, Aim? Um, yeah, definitely check out the Instagram because it has pictures of everything we say. And it's, sometimes it's so nice to see the, <laughs> the faces and the experiences that we talk about. For so sure. definitely please follow us yeah. and um, like and save our posts. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. I'll talk to you later, Aim. Bye. Bye.